the game is done. Hey, everybody loves Tim K. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new day, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. The magic number is down to four as the Dodgers get the win in San Diego tonight. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Dodger Talk here on this Saturday night here in Southern California. Thanks for being with us. 866-987-2570 is the number. 866-987-2570. Dodgers get the win at Petco Park. Eight to four over the Padres behind seven really solid innings from Julio Urias. He allowed two runs on five hits, struck out five, walked only two. He got out of a bases-loaded jam in the first inning. He was able to pick off a runner in the second inning. After that, he didn't have more than 10 pitches in an inning as he went seven strong, turning it over to the Dodgers' bullpen. Phil Bickford pitched a scoreless eighth. Heath Hembree gave up a pair of runs in the ninth inning. The Dodgers tonight gave Julio Urias plenty of run support. and That's something he hasn't gotten every time out. This season and last, even though his numbers, some of the best in the baseball from last July to now, Julio Odias, as far as wins, ERA, batting average against, whip. Right now he's got the best ERA in the National League at 2.30. He's won, what, 12 of his last 13 starts. He's a 16-7 and record. His whip and batting average against is top five in baseball. But sometimes Julio Urias will go out there and pitch well and just not get the support from his offense. That was not the case tonight. The Dodgers got on the board in the third on a Freddie Freeman RBI single. They added then four more in the fifth inning to take a 5-1 to one lead. Freddie Freeman, a two-run home run in the seventh. Chris Taylor in RBI single as the Dodgers win it 8-4. to four. Urias now 16-7. and seven. And again, the Dodgers' magic number is down to four. To clinch the NL West, that can shrink to two if the Dodgers can get the win over the Padres tomorrow in a head-to-head matchups. And then the soonest the Dodgers can win would be in Arizona on the next leg of this road trip. 866-987-2570. A lot to talk about for the Dodgers. Blake Trinan, in case you missed it, right before the game tonight, the Dodgers announced they have placed the reliever on the IL with right shoulder tightness. And to me... That is an uh-oh moment for the Dodgers, who were really counting on Blake Trinan to come back, get healthy, and be a part of this Dodgers playoff push and really be a part of the Dodgers bullpen in high-leverage situations in the postseason. Now that he gets placed on the IL retroactive a couple of days ago, as soon as he can come off the IL is September 22nd. Remember, the season ends the first couple days into October during that six-game long series against the Colorado Rockies because of the lockout. That doesn't give a lot of room for Blake trying to assuming he can come back healthy in what twelve days, assuming you know he can somehow just get magically healthy from where he's at right now, where it was bad enough to put him on the IL. If he comes back healthy and ready to go, it only gives him a few weeks to get some innings in and get ready for October baseball. It's not a lot of cushion 
for a guy who needs to kind of ramp it back up and get used to pitching every day or every other day or two out of three games in a series. So hopefully, fingers crossed for Blake Trying that he can come back and help out this Dodgers team. He missed a lot of time with that shoulder injury. He came back and then quickly now goes back on the IL. So that opens up a spot for a high leverage situation in that Dodgers bullpen. And my question is, who's going to be the one to raise their hand and say, I'll do it? Who's going to be the one that's going to say, I'll be the the go-to guy in the seventh or eighth inning? I'll be the guy to come in in a high leverage situation, get that final out for you with one or two outs in the seventh inning, or come out and, and get the final out of the eighth inning with runners on base and a pressure, pressure situation. Is it Evan Phillips? I mean, who's going to be that guy now? Is Phil Bickford, who's pitched well over the last couple of outings since being recalled, is he going to be the guy to help pitch late in the game? You know, that the, I'm just thinking of right-handed arms out of the bullpen other than Craig Kimbrell. Blake Trinan was going to be counted upon to be one of those guys. High leverage situation out of the bullpen in October. But again, now he's a huge question mark. And that goes along with the question mark of Tony Gonsolin, who is still not throwing bullpen sessions. Tony Gonsolin, as we sit here on September 10th, still needs to be kind of lengthened out and get, get back into the rotation. Missing a couple of starts, being on the IL with the fatigue in his arm, everything checked out okay on the MRI, so there's no structural damage. But he's got a lot of innings underneath that belt. I mean, if he were a car, that's a lot of miles on him in one year. And I think that's kind of what he's hit is just usage this season. Maybe this break will be a good thing, but again, he's got to ramp back up and be able to be a guy who can give you five innings, 60 pitches, five innings, 75 pitches at least. And that involves a couple of starts. And again, we're running out of time here on September 10th. So Clayton Kershaw seems to be fitting him well back in the rotation. you know. But you've got a heavy left-handed rotation right now for the Dodgers going into October. As we sit right now with Tony Gonsolin on the injured list. The only right-hander you have is Dustin May. Who four starts in it back now after Tommy John surgery. Two against the Marlins and two against the Padres. He's kind of trending in the wrong direction since those two starts against Miami and then what happened to the Padres last week at Dodger Stadium and then to his outing last night where he threw a lot of out-of-zone pitches, just non-competitive pitches. Rick Monday co- commented on it last night. I mean, just not near the strike zone. not Nowhere close to getting swing and miss chases. You know, and he's not just nibbling on the outside part of the plate or the low part of the zone. He's just flat-out missing on spots and running up that pitch count early like he did last night. I mean, go back to how many pitches he threw versus how many of those pitches were for strikes. Not even half of them were for strikes. So he's your lone right-handed starter right now in a rotation with Tyler Anderson, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Odias, and Andrew Heaney. You know, I wasn't a math major like Colin, but that's four left-handers in your rotation right now. And with only one right-hander, assuming Tony Gonsolin isn't healthy or, you know, at this point you, you don't know because he's on the IL and from, from everything that's happening around him, he's throwing, but doesn't feel like he's close. Doesn't feel like he's a few days away from getting a start. And remember the minor league season is going to end here in triple a next weekend, a ball and double a Rancho Cucamonga, Tulsa, great lakes, those regular seasons end tomorrow. And then they have playoffs. Triple-A regular season ends on the 18th next Sunday. 
So it's not like he has a lot of opportunities, Tony Gonsolin, if he were to quickly come back and go to AAA and get some innings in there because their season's coming to an end in seven days. So he's, the, the only spot for him to, to get opportunities is in sim games, bullpen sessions, or activated and back and getting starts the final three weeks of the season. So I start to, to count the days on the calendar and hope that Tony Gonsolin can get healthy here. 866-987-2570 is our number. 866-987-2570. Tonight, Freddie Freeman, four for five, a double, a home run, four ribbies. He and Trey Turner drove in seven of the eight Dodgers runs. Chris Taylor, two for four with an RBI, had really good at-bats tonight, and that's something you can't say for Chris Taylor over the last couple of weeks. He's striking out at a high rate. His at-bats have just not been quality at-bats, but tonight, maybe the stepping stone for him, maybe that next step for him, getting ready for postseason baseball and, again, solidifying his spot on this roster come October because we know what he's done in postseason with the bat and with his glove, and certainly the Dodgers want that in October, but he hasn't shown offensively that he's able to produce, especially the last three weeks. But tonight, maybe that first step back for Chris Taylor, two for four with an RBI. All right, let's check in with Jose. It's time to go around the horn with Jose Moda. Jose Moda now joins us here on Dodger Talk. Jose, wow, what a night for Julio Urias. The 25-pitch first inning gets out of a bases-loaded situation with Cronenworth and then comes back and gets really dialed in from innings three through seven. He was fantastic tonight. Oh, he was. You know what's remarkable is that Julio has had a couple of these uh, little blimps on the radar where Mm -hmm. he doesn't get off to a good start. You know, um, is a little bit out of sync in that first inning, cannot find the release point, can't find the mitt. But, man, he is known to build up one at bat. And tonight, that was up Jake Cronenworth, as you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 25 pitches in the first inning. After that, man, he was Mr. Automatic. Yeah, Strike he, zone yep. was there. Uh, athleticism was there. I mean, Julio made some good plays himself on the mound and obviously allowed his defense to do the work for him. So, one thing, Tim, to remember about guys like Julio Rios, who, by the way, now has, what, 36 wins in baseball, the most since last season, mm-hmm. is that – Julio is not so much about the, the swing and miss. You know, if he doesn't have the swing and miss, he knows that he has way more ways to attack you and to beat you. Yeah. And tonight, Manny Machado got those two solo home runs. But, you know, in the moment, one of them tied the game, and the other second home run in the sixth inning made it a three-run deficit for the Padres. So, you know, if you're going to trade home runs with Manny Machado, you'd rather have beat him solo shots the way this game was going because the Dodgers finally – I mean, this is this is a, a Dodger starter in Julio Rios, Jose, who – quite frankly, doesn't get the run support that he deserves. There's two or three starts that he really pitched his butt off, and he could easily be sitting on 19 wins going on 20. Oh, that easily. You, you, you say it pretty right. I mean, and, and consider that Julio has learned how to pitch with a lead. I mean, he has learned to just say, hey, to me, it's not 5-1, it's not 5 nothing, it's not 3 nothing. I'm down one nothing. I need to keep the intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, Julio does as good a job in baseball as anybody out there. And I'll tell you this, that the top pitchers in the game throughout history have always gone out and dominated the bottom of the order. And Julio is among the best. You think about, you know, number seven hitter coming into today against Julio was hitting 146. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, no chance tonight. Number eight hitter was hitting 087. And number nine hitter was hitting 140. In other words, you know, you could be a little top heavy, but you know, at the bottom of that lineup, he's going to go out there and say, I got to make my money. These guys are not bidding me. And that's a lot of times, Tim, you know, well, you've seen a lot of baseball. It's what separates 
that lineup turning around and somebody doing some damage against you at the top, or you say, these three guys right here, there's no way. There's a reason why they're biting where they're at. They're not going to beat me, and that mentality has persisted throughout the season. Jose, I don't have any sons. I got three daughters. But if I did, I would tell them, watch Freddie Freeman. Watch how he goes. Oh. At, uh, how, watch what he does at the plate. Watch how every at bat he is dialed in. He goes with the pitches. He goes with whatever the pitcher gives him, and is able to take advantage of that. Whether it's an off-speed pitch or a fastball, inside, outside, uh, high in the zone, low in the zone. I mean, Freddie Freeman. I mean, I, I, I. I so we all kind of saw from afar when he's with the Atlanta Braves for the last decade. But to see him every night now, I mean, this is a treat for baseball fans because he is an awesome hitter. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's a different class, man. I mean, I went back and looked at um, there's a 20 point separation back on August 20th between he and Paul Goldschmidt. You believe that a 20 point separation? Now he's leading by what four or five points yeah. in in a National League of batting. But you know what? Uh, as you talk about Freddie Freeman and what he does, God bless that vision. I mean, he has <laughs> the eyes and the ability to just go out there and say, okay. Release point, velocity. What is he going to do here? And the way he loads up, you can sometimes tell what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly, Tim, when he's not on the baseball. When he Even when he doesn't take a pitch the right way, he's able to correct it. My, my goodness, we are absolutely fortunate and blessed to watch this guy go to work every single day because he does not take anything for granted, not a playoff, defensively, on the bases. And, you know, we talk about Urias and the pitcher having that mentality of, mm-hmm. you know, having – the score always closed and never open. Freddie is out there to prove that. that to him, every single at-bat as you get out there, every single play means that he wants to win the ball game. It's going to be meaningful. And uh, I really applaud. I mean, what an example for minor league players to watch. Yeah. I would take uh, just a reel, uh, a Freddie Freeman reel, and show it to the minor leaguers in spring training and say, okay, in every aspect, watch this guy go to work how he does it. Oh, and by the way, he gets paid a lot of money. <laughs> He's not cruising at the second base. He's thinking three, let me stop at two, because those doubles, I mean, are also an ability to go out there and drive the gaps. But also a lot of these doubles that he's had, it's uh, because he's turned them from singles into doubles. Yeah, he is so much fun to watch every time he's up at the plate. Jose, before the game, Blake Trinan placed on the injured list with the right shoulder tightness certainly a setback for him and for this Dodgers bullpen with Bruce Dark Gratterall still on the IL and the Dodgers now with Blake Trinan on the IL the the amount of right-handers they have in high leverage situations to go to is starting to get thin I mean Phil Bickford may or may not be on this postseason roster Evan Phillips has certainly been a guy that they can count on and shown that he can go out there and get big time outs for him late in the game Craig Kimbrell's down there certainly Chris Martin may be asked upon to, to do more than they thought he was going to do when they brought him over and, and, and asked him to be part of this bullpen. How big is this loss for Blake Trina? If, if he can't come back, because he doesn't have a lot of room to come back if, if he's able to with about two or three weeks left in the season. It is big. I mean, there, we, there's no way to hide it. You know, he, he was being counted on as a guy that's going to come out here and perhaps challenge to get those last three outs in, mm-hmm. in postseason. Now, you don't have it, right? You don't have Gratterall. Uh, Almonte is throwing the bullpen tomorrow. Hopefully things continue to progress for him. He could be huge. Mm. Uh, the buildup is going to take still, you know, another couple of weeks probably. Yeah. But um, you have guys like Alex Bessia waiting for the chance like this, and he's not afraid of the moment. Uh, and at some point, you know, no matter who you are, who you're playing, if it's April, if it's October, 
uh, guys have to step up. And, and sometimes by default, you end up finding somebody that perhaps you didn't know something about that goes out there and does a job. Now, Kimbrough, we know the job is quite important. His role, whatever role it is, it's going to be big. But uh, the guy to me that becomes even more important, you mentioned Chris Martin, yeah. is uh, Evan Phillips. I mean, what he does, the way he goes about his business, uh, what he understands to do against hitters in certain situations becomes even bigger. But also in the playoffs, remember, there's also that middle guy. I mean, you need somebody who's going to cover some ground between the, the, the sometimes the sixth, fifth and the seventh, sometimes sixth and seventh. So um, you need some people to go out there and step up and, and make it known that um, their stuff plays well. But I would say that I, I would feel comfortable with Alex Bessia being a guy that can go high leverage. He throws strikes, not afraid of the moment. He goes out there and performs and understands how to go about in, in both sides of the batter's box. So uh, a lot of questions, but also a lot of talent. And uh, if there's somebody that can get it done, is the fact that uh, this team has gotten it done in many different ways through the seasons. And hopefully there's another one, too. Jose, a final thing. It was 2013. The Dodgers clinched the National League West at Chase Field against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it was after the game the Dodger players wanted to cool off a little bit and went in the pool in right center field. Now, they can't clinch tomorrow because the magic number is four. They can get it down to two, so then the soonest they can clinch the division will be the series in Arizona. Are you bringing your swim trunks with them, maybe? Are you going to be a part of that, bring a towel? I I, I want to stay away (laughs) from that as much as I can. I don't want to upset my good friend Derek Hall. There you go. I think he parked enough security and police around there last time this uh, was about to happen. That's right. uh, They had horses uh, out there. Oh, yes. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, it's like, how how dare you do this? You know, Doug's like, hey, we just uh, want to cool off. We're in the desert, and, and, you know, no offense here to anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, and it'll be a moment to celebrate when they finally do it here. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, Jose, we appreciate it. Have a great rest of your Saturday night. You too. So good to be talking about it, man. Down to four. Huh? That's great, Down magic number. Down to four. All right, there he goes, Jose Moda. Appreciate him jumping on here on Dodger Talk. Our phone number eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. The magic number down to four after an eight to four win over the Padres tonight. Julio Urias, wow, really good. Seven innings, two runs, five hits, five strikeouts. He's won 12 of his last 13 starts. He's top five in whip, average against, and now best ERA in the National League at 2.30. You have to throw this guy's name into the mix as far as the Cy Young Award is concerned. I I know the 16-7 and record doesn't look great, the seven losses, but, man, I, I said it with Jose there just a few minutes ago. Think about the, the games that he's pitched in which he just didn't get the run support. I mean, I'm going to go back and look at his games here. Um, there was a, a one-run game I can remember he had uh, most recently. I mean, let's see. He gave up the, the one run in Miami. Uh, he got the win, 6-1. to one. Uh, The other game in Miami uh, at home on August 22nd, six innings, one run, two hits, seven strikeouts. And he got the loss. Because the Dodgers got shut out in that game four to nothing. I mean, if the Dodgers were able to do what they usually do and not get shut out, that was against Milwaukee on eight twenty two. Any glasses, Colin? That was Milwaukee on eight twenty two. One run, two hits over six innings. Didn't get any run support and got tagged with the loss. I mean, look at the game against the Cubs back in in June. He, he didn't get any run support. I mean, there's outing after outing this year in which Julio Odias. Just didn't get run support. That that 16 win number could easily be 18, 19 if he gets better run support. And, you know, tonight he got the run support he needed. Freddie Freeman, four for five, drives in four. Trey Turner, three RBIs. Again, when the Dodgers 
top of the lineup produces, that one, two, three, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman, more times than not, the Dodgers win a baseball game. When those three produce, and tonight they they had seven of the eight runs driven in. Freddie Freeman drove in four. Trey Turner drove in three. Chris Taylor was the other guy to drive in a run. And, and real quick on Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor, two for four tonight with an RBI. He plays good defense for the Dodgers. He can play multiple positions if necessary, not only in the infield, but in the outfield. And he can play left field really good. And he's got his arm seems to be getting a little bit better. I know he had the issue in the offseason. But he's quick in left field. We know what he can do and go and make catches and go after the ball and get to the ball in the gap. His offense has certainly not been up to par this season. And he, you know, he even admits that. He's on pace to have a lot of strikeouts this year. But tonight, better at bats, hit the ball hard, was able to find the hole a couple of times, two for four with an RBI. Let's hope for Chris Taylor, this is the start of something new, going back to the old high school musical the start of something new. Colin, you know what I'm talking about. You watched High School Musical, Wildcats. Let's go. Troy Bolton. Come on. Um, maybe it's the start of something new for, for Chris Taylor the rest of the way here. In the final three weeks of the season, he can catch fire offensively because Dave Roberts has given him the opportunity. He's put him back in the lineup multiple times here to hopefully get him and right that ship offensively. He's given him plenty of opportunity so that way when the regular season is over, you know, you can't say, hey, you didn't get chances. I didn't get the ABs. I didn't get the consistency out there getting the starts. No, no, no. They are giving Cody Bellinger and Chris Taylor, the two guys really who are struggling here in September, they're giving them every opportunity to get out of this offensive funk. And, again, maybe tonight is the start for Chris Taylor. Maybe tonight he can get on a roll here and, and start doing better at the plate, put together and string together better at bats and really solidify his spot on the postseason. I, I know Dave says uh, uh, that you know they're not thinking about the postseason roster, Dave Roberts, but you have to believe that they're starting to look at piece this puzzle together for the postseason, arms-wise, rotation-wise, and certainly guys off the bench, who's going to start, lefties versus righties. You know, Is it going to be Hans or Alberto, Trace Thompson, or Chris Taylor? Does Joey Gallo beat out a Cody Bellinger? You know, Gallo's getting opportunities, and last night just did not perform at the plate. Struck out a couple of times. Cody Bellinger, we know what he does defensively, what his speed brings to this Dodgers team. If he could just bring that third element up a little bit, bring the offense up, um, then things will be okay. All right, should we take her? Should we take her? Izzy, happy Saturday night to you, Izzy. Yeah, happy Saturday night. You're not happy. What's what's wrong, Izzy? What's wrong? No, no, I'm happy. I mean, God, it's 10 o'clock, so I'm happy. Hey, I I was kind of hoping they would clinch it tomorrow, but hey, whatever. I just, I'm getting to hate the Padres and much now. Wait, 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 Izzy, Izzy, if, if they can't clinch in San Diego against the team that's been trying to beat them in the division, which would have been really sweet, by the way, to win in San Diego, but if they can't, isn't it kind of cool that it's going to be in Arizona? And maybe, maybe a little, you know, maybe a little swim in the pool in right center field there. Yeah, I know that, but you know what? I and it would be cool, but be honest, I would like to see now. So, be honest, it doesn't matter to me. But I just hate the Padres right now. I just hate's so, a strong word, is he? Well, let me put it this way: my cousin hates the Padres. Why I found out right now, my cousin and. 
Anyway, I'm going to get after him. I'm seeing him in two weeks. But right. anyway, but yeah. But you know what? Hey, I'm enjoying this. I'm just worried about Trident and Garland. Yeah. Got to get these guys back, Izzy. Got to get them back. We're running yeah, out of time. I, I appreciate it, Izzy. Have a great rest of your night. Thanks for checking in tonight. Yeah, we're running out of time for Tony Gonsolin and Blake Trident. Trident today placed on the IL retroactive from a couple of days ago. So the soonest he can come off would be September 22nd. That gives him about two weeks to ramp up for October baseball. Now they're going to have probably about five days off because of the wild card round with the end of the regular season. Then you have a day off to travel. And then there's a about a four or five day window where the Dodgers are going to sit around and just have workouts as they wait the wild card round to get over with because they're going to be one of the top two seeds in the National League playoffs and just skip right to the divisional series. So that'll give them another four or five days before they have to announce the playoff roster. So let's put it in about two and a half, three weeks he'll have if he can come off the IL on the 22nd. That's a big if. He just got placed officially on there today after trying to throw today in front of the training staff and coaches and it didn't feel good. So, you know, it's going to take something uh, from a man above to, to help that arm heal and get ready in the next week so he can then be ready for October. So hopefully hopefully he can get that arm right and uh, get ready for a big push for here for the Dodgers because they're going to need him. They really are. And if he can't go, it'll be a big blow, but it certainly opened up the door for a lot of other guys like Evan Phillips, Chris Martin, uh, Alex Vesia, uh, to, to be high-leverage relievers for this Dodgers bullpen. Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast congratulates Young G. Lee of Buena Park, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card just for playing for your chance to win a $50 gift card. Hey, just go to am570lasports.com, keyword home run. All right, that's going to do it for Dodger Talk here on this Saturday night. Many thanks to Colin Yee, who we enjoyed watching college football and a little Dodgers baseball tonight here in the studio at AM570LA Sports. Our good friend Petros Papadakis on the call on FS1 right now, Mississippi State and Arizona over in Tucson. That game is at the half. UCLA with a win earlier today, beating Alabama State by 38. They're now 2-0 on the season. The other team across town, I don't think, I don't remember how they did. I haven't, didn't really check, so, yeah. Didn't see what the score was. All right, Dodgers win it tonight in San Diego. 8-4 to over the Padres. Freddie Freeman drives in four. Trey Turner drives in three. Julio Diaz goes seven innings, picks up his 16th win of the season as the Dodgers' magic number is down to four going into the series finale tomorrow in San Diego. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll start at noon. First pitch at 110, Andrew Heaney and Joe Musgrove. Colin E., Tim Cade saying so long, everybody. Have a great, safe rest of your Saturday night. So long.